Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Nonsense Radio Nonsense Radio Nonsense Radio Nonsense Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from to I'm Tiernan and sorry I know it's very unprofessional to eat while working well unless your job is a professional taster of things then I suppose it'd be rude to uh, not eat while working Imagine that. Why aren't you eating? You're meant to be telling us what you think of these new banana-flavoured baked beans. Sorry, I didn't want to be rude. Anyway, sorry, yeah, you're not meant to eat while doing a podcast because all you can hear is the crunching. And it's probably a little bit distracting. But these snacks are so very good. They're called, hang on, uh, let me check. Ah, yeah. Super crunchy, cruncher crunches. And they are the crunchiest things I have ever eaten. What sort of uh, snacks do you like? I know some people and various monkeys, fruit flies and woodland creatures. They like fruit snacks. Uh, Some people, some of the listeners to this show, just want lemons. Um, If you're a robot, you probably like to snack on some bicycle parts or a small can of oil juice. If you're a vampire, you probably like to snack on an arm or a foot or a a big toe or something. And if you're Galactus, eater of planets, um, you probably like a little munch on Pluto or an asteroid or something. It's all different for everyone, isn't it? What if you are a snack? Then what do you eat? I wonder if you eat smaller snacks. Like if you're a cracker with cheese, you might nibble on some peanuts. Hmm. Linda! Linda, what snacks do snacks eat, Linda? Do snacks eat snacks? And what snacks do snacks that snacks snack on snack on? Linda? Hmm. We'll never know. Well, me, thanks for asking, I like crunchy snacks. Things that go, are brilliant. Well, I mean... Not all things, actually. Let me think about that, because I feel quite sad if I step on a snail and it goes crunch. Or if you break a bone and that goes crunch. Or a grown-up steps on your favourite toy and it goes crunch. But snacks that go crunch are the very best. That is a fact. And in fact, another fact, I think most things should go crunch. And I'd be very happy if absolutely everything, everywhere, was crunchy. Everything crunchy. Oh, hang on. That gives me a thought. I've never even tried this. Let me just try Googling this. How do I make everything crunchy? Oh, there's a super crunchy crunch crunch spray. It says it will make everything you can think of crunchy. Amazing. I knew there would be. How very handy. And then I can order some and just be surrounded by my favourite snacks 24-7. Let me order that right away.
You've selected delivery for after the most importantest bit. Ah, brilliant. Right, well, I'm going to get a move on then because I need things crunchy and I need them crunchy now. So, you know the drill, and if you don't, it's a tool often used in building works and DIY. <clears throat> I mean, sorry, if you have a question that you need answered, whatever it is, then please ask your glubbery goofers, I'm sorry, grown-ups, to help you email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And, of course, you can send me anything else you like too. Jokes, thoughts, favourite snacks. Um, if your grown-ups also fancy helping support this show, they can subscribe you to the advert-free Linda edition for just £3, $3, three uh, ancient gold coins, or three alien gems a month, um, which means that you get the show with no Linda, no ads, and one day earlier than everyone else gets to. Um, and your grown-ups can find out how to do that by the button on apple podcasts or by clicking the acast plus or patreon link in the podcast blurb um we've got loads and loads of live shows coming up some of which i'm doing and you can find them at comedyclubforkids.co.uk or you can grab our radio nonsense t-shirts at comedyclubforkids.store oh and something else to tell you which isn't crunchy or it might be um if you are one of the younger listeners to this show and you are a fan of the TV show Hey Dougie, um, my next episode that I have written of that will be on the iPlayer on September the 25th or on CBeebies on September the 28th. Um, I appreciate some of the older listeners may not watch it, uh, but my next badge that I've written is called the Recipe Badge and I'm very, very excited for you all to see it. So if you're in the UK and get to watch it, do check it out. Right, uh, now we need some crunchy things. So I'm going to gather everything I can think of to make it extra crunchy. And while I do, you listen to this most importantest bit. Hooray, because on the podcast today, I am joined by the mighty James Adomian, a.k.a. James James, who always asks for annoying things on planes, a.k.a. Jimberly Adometer, the human kilometre, and, of course, as all our Maltese-speaking listeners know you, Daku Lebenebidem Iljigbo Inivu. But, James, you are most famous for being the man who once made a Jenga tower so big it was listed as the tallest building in the world, for your lifelong refusal to believe that soup exists, and, as everyone is very aware, for your charitable work helping people remember why they walked into a room when they'd forgotten what they'd gone there for. Um, James, it's, it's so nice of you to come on the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for the rundown of all the stuff I've done. These were, these were labours of love. Tiernan, and um, I'm glad to add this to the long list. Um, oh, I'm so pleased. Yeah, but you have to do the things you love, don't you? Otherwise, you, it, you know, you do have what you do have to do the things you love. Otherwise, you might become one of these poor, lost creatures going around thinking that there's edible bowls of liquid food that are that's heated. Sure, and 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 um, you know, I think arguably you could say. I, people say it's a. I don't. I don't accept that this is a conspiracy theory. I say it's a conspiracy fact that soup sure. does not exist. I I did wonder how quickly we'd get onto this, and I, I I you know I fully respect your opinion, James. You you know I I I respect you as a human, and so if you say that soup doesn't exist, even though I've definitely drunk and in fact eaten. Well, I don't know if I've drunk it or eaten it. It's one of the problems I often have with soup. I don't know if you drink it or or eat it, but I I've definitely done one of those things with soup before. But I will still respect your opinion. Well, you've stumbled into um you you stumbled into one of the the key ironies uh where the 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 soup can industrial complex has its arguments begin to fall apart. Um, we, we, there's so much we we 
they lead us to believe that we eat soup or drink soup, is it? And then the whole house of cards falls apart after that. Can you not right. say, I mean, if you can't say you're drinking it or eating it, how are you engaging with this mythical meal? And if, yeah. if you were, why is it, what makes this a soup and not a, a bowl of, of soggy, savory, savory cereal? Oh, oh, I see. So is that, um, I mean, like, because when you say soup, I wasn't sure when you thought soup didn't exist that you just thought it wasn't even there, but you're saying we've categorized it it wrong. So so sometimes it's it's not soup, it's soggy cereal. It's not and sometimes just, it's a refreshing drink. It's not just me. I think it's a, a lot of leaders in the food and beverage industry are a, a lot of historical chefs and great cooks of, of history have known this, have come around to it, that what we think of as soup is myth is a myth, and that um it's either usually people hallucinating accidental experiences with uh, a soggy cereal or uh some kind of savory tea, a savory um sort of uh, uh, you know animal based tea, animal fat tea or something. And um, and also a lot of people that are simply making it up just to get along with a society says that you have to engage with soup. Sure, sure. Because it is easy. If someone says, I've had a nice soup, have you? It's easy to say yes, even if you know soup isn't there and it doesn't exist. Yeah, yes. You want to fit in. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We know this. Right. We know this. And I think in, we've seen it on both sides of the of the ocean, too. In, in 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 London in the UK also in New York and Los Angeles in uh, the United States all over the world um people are forced to pretend to bow to the big soup can and um bow to big bowl they're they're forced people are forced to slurp from the spoon and <laughs> we're just reaching a time in history where people intellectually are joining these these pioneers who put so much on the line to to criticize and, and and be skeptical of these narratives we're now seeing some momentum where everyone's coming around and feeling feeling comfortable saying like hey i don't i don't buy this i don't buy this hot soup in fact i think this hot soup theory is cold mush wow that's quite the statement i i agree i i wonder if you can help me here because i was you know i i've i've seen around around where this, i am in london there's... this is what this is this is um water i also i mean obviously i have some there's some chicken stock in here <laughs> i did wonder right right i've got some noodles um but this and, and and yes there's some celery and carrots big soup uh the big big soup <laughs> lobby would have you believe oh this is a soup no it's not it's cold. Um, first of all, mm. they would say, "Oh, it's a hot soup." No, it's not. It's in a thermos, and it's cold the whole time. And uh, yeah, I, I, I just think I like to think of this as a, this is my morning salad. It's lovely. Well, it's, it's what I was going to say. You know, we've got lots of bubble tea places near me, and that's tea, but it's got things in it you have to eat with a spoon. So that's not. It doesn't say it's soup. You're, but it's this is kind of the you're same. Just waking yeah. up. You're waking right, up to hear right. to the truth. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, because I've also seen water with cucumber in it. And that's 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 just that's just apparently water. Any the, any wow. any melange of uh 
uh, food items that happens to be in, in a liquid state at some time, they try to force you to believe, oh, that's a soup. Mm. Well, you know, yeah, no, it's. I mean, I, I'm. I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm a grown man. I'm 43 years old now. When I was young, they used to make me. They used to force me in school. There's a yes, like twice a week. Yes, teacher, absolutely. It's time for us to eat soup and so forth. Um, I don't know what it, what the what the rituals were in um, in primary schools in the UK, but here we actually used to. They would have a Campbell's soup can, and we would have to put our hand over our heart and pledge allegiance to the Sam Campbell's soup company. Wow. And yes, we we had very similar with Heinz. We had to do it with Heinz. Things yeah. are changing very much. Things are changing very much, very very rapidly. Yeah. Wow. That's. I mean, it's big. You you remind me. I'd sort of forgotten. We we had a we had to say in Heinz we trust, and then we'd have to. We all our swimming lessons would be in a very tomatoey uh, soup that they'd put in the swimming pools. Um. Uh, yeah. I was obviously not soup. Sorry, I'm, I can't believe I said it. I'm still learning, James. I hope you'll forgive me. I'm still I'm, at I'm still this point. I'm, at this point, I'm used to letting people. I, I if someone you know if someone believes something I don't believe in, I don't need to have a fight about it. I can let them be sure, wrong, sure. and if they want to engage in an honest discussion, I can attempt to show them the light. Or in this case, I can uh, I can attempt to um, I can attempt to overturn overturn the bowls in their mind. Wow. Wow. Well, I, th- I believe you've already started doing it with me, James. I, you know, I really, I really appreciate it. Wasn't it? Wasn't an opinion I was expecting to, or, or or a fact I was expecting to believe in after talking to you. But already, I'm I'm starting to question every soup I, I've ever had, and in fact, a lot of meals I've ever had, really. Yeah. There's actually, um, um, there's actually a very good book, um, that I recommend to a lot of people who are just beginning to investigate these topics. It's a book by H.R. Baxter. It's called <laughs> It's called Peas Porridge Cold. And, and semicolon. The subtitle is Peas Porridge Cold. And then the subtitle is The War in Your Mind for Soup. Wow. By H.R. Wow. Baxter. H.R. H.R. Baxter. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that, that Baxter was originally a, a a soup maker? I'm sure I've seen Baxter's soup as a he was the, labeled. You, in the you've soup heard of this, his, yes. Yeah. He was um he was actually his he was an intern, or you might mm. say an apprentice to Chef Boyardee. Um, right. And like Chef Boyardee, he his he was forced to allow his likeness to be used for a number of liquid semi-liquid foods that then became um that then became uh, to, to a lot of us unfairly described as soup throughout his career and this and he didn't see a penny of it and so he wrote this as a tell-all confession of what what had happened inside the industry i highly recommend it I, but you can't look at what people say on good goodreads because there's a lot of there's a lot of vested interest in the canned soup company and uh, they pay for a lot of trolls to go to the Goodreads website and downvote wow. the book "Peas Porridge Cold." Um, so you've got to, you know, you got to investigate for yourself or or talk to your local bookstore. Well, listen, James. Thank you for sort of opening our listeners' eyes to the problems of big soup and uh, opening and the power of big soup. Opening your eyes, lives. but closing the can. Right, right, sure, right, sure. That makes that makes sense. So, so you've already opened the can, and then you close it once we you've all, seen the, the can's been open for all of us. Oh, okay, right, sure, sure. It wasn't right. our, deci- it wasn't sure. our decision. 
in my in my right because it was just if you go if you if you go into supermarkets and 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 you open the cans first before you close it. You my experience is they tend to ask you to leave and then and then you can't even buy any snacks you do want. Well, this is something that's uh, covered up in American history, and uh, we I've seen the documents, and you know when I've seen the documents, you know that means it's true. Uh, something that they don't like people to know about in American history, you know, obviously there's a there's a there's a past between uh, Great Britain and the, the United States and the Boston Tea Party. It was actually uh, revolutionaries in Boston here in Massachusetts who didn't want to be under the reign of uh, the parliament and, uh, and had problems with uh, King George III at the time. And the the mainstream story is that they dumped uh, uh, tea over overboard in the ships in the harbor so they wouldn't have to pay the tea tax. Mm-hmm. Actually, my research has shown, according to the documentation, that it was um, the reason they did that is that the tea had been labeled as soup. Wow! And when and they re- wow. and they realized they re- they they realized that. The the British and I'm not criticizing the government at this time. We're obviously friendly countries, but that at the time, the British government um, did not have uh, their best nutritive interests at heart, and that they would take it blatantly take a tea and put a soup stamp on it. That's outrageous, and I mean, if anything, you know, I I would say that disposing of tea that is called soup is more in line with British needs and beliefs. Then you're like, we we will only have tea that says tea on it. I, I'm not going to drink a cup of tea that says soup. That seems out. Even though we have cup of soups, which I suppose really are just teas that are it is a tea. lied to about. Yes, yeah, you're, well, now you're seeing it. This is so deep. I can't believe how deep this this is. Be, the, now the you're telling soup. Yeah. we're raised to believe that, oh, there's some matronly grandmother stirring a pot of 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 tea that happens to have remnants of every other meal we've had that week well you're just now you're just talking about leftovers mm. and then yeah. oh you just you mentioned your 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 cup of cup of soup cup of noodles and all these 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 what's marketed as soups that happen in your in your grocery supermarket if this is some kind of soup and you're meant to put it in a styrofoam cup and heat it up that sounds to me like a tea it is a tea. It's so a tea. But then every, more things are tea, and I, I feel very pleased about that, actually. I, I really like tea, and I can't do without tea. And if, if actually I'm looking at a whole shelf full of teas in cans, that's a beautiful day. It's, it's liberating, really isn't day. it? It's liberating. It's really liberating. Well, listen, thank you, Jack. I'm so pleased you'd come on the show, not only to open um, open our cans to, to, to the problems of soup not existing, which I'm so grateful for, um, but also, you know, I have had a, a question sent in uh, from one of our listeners. That I believe you are you are the man that, that can answer it, I think. Um, but before I ask you, I wonder, are you, are you OK with some admin? Are you OK with a little bit of admin? Oh, yeah. What do you need? Well, the first bit is simply, I, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware, but this is an audio podcast. So most of our listeners, they tend to listen to it with their ears. But as I say every week, if they want to listen with their knees, their bums, their feet, we, we don't mind. We don't discriminate. Um, but I just wondered if you had a favorite noise that you could maybe make for them. Oh, sure. Um, let's try this. <laughs> that was uh that was incredible i can i hazard a guess i mean to me it sounded like a, a, a wookie 
Yes, that was a Wookiee. Now people say, mm. say, hey James, that was uh, Chewbacca, and then they rate me and they go, oh, that was a really accurate or not quite accurate impression of Chewbacca. That's not a Chewbacca impression. That's an impression of another, a different Wookiee. Yeah, yeah, there were loads, weren't there? There were loads of Wookiees. Chewbacca wasn't the only one. It feels unfair well, for everyone to judge all the Wookiees on one guy. There's a whole, a yeah. whole populated planet full of Wookiees. Yeah, we 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 should not we should not judge all Wookiees based on Chewbacca. Mm. They they actually they take not. great offense at that. Yeah, I totally agree. Can I check? Do you know what what you said means in Wookiee? Like, did can you translate that? Because obviously there's a whole language, and I, I know I've watched the films, and everyone always seems to know what Chewbacca's saying, and I have I have no idea. Did your did you just say something quite meaningful and powerful? I don't speak the language uh, perfectly, but I think what I was trying to say was uh, it's a pleasure to be here on the podcast. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. That's lovely. Wow, wow. That's I should. Try and remember that for next I time just, I guest on it. I know enough yeah. Wookiee to get around a little bit when I'm sure, sure. When you travel, when I travel them, I can I can ask for certain things, and they understand. I, they know I'm a tourist, but they can help me out yeah. if I'm lost or something. And you go, <laughs> and they can just point you. Oh, that you, <laughs> you know, they're very nice. They're very nice, very welcoming, very loyal people. I mean, creatures. That that's I mean, it sounds lovely. You can sort of order stuff in a restaurant and you can. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's very handy. That's very handy. Yeah, I, I've never, I've not. Uh, I, I. There's a great tried, um, restaurant in New York, actually. Is there? Yeah, they're all, I mean, they're, they're, they're all over Earth. Well, there's a couple of them all over Earth, but I'm familiar with the one in New York. And it's got, uh, it's got a Michelin star. <laughs> Right. What what sort of uh, delicacies do they serve? That they I've, serve. I'm, I'm not entirely oh, sure. I know what the wiki oh, diet is. Right? Um, <laughs> and there's a really great. I think it's called. Oh, it, it, like this wonderful dessert that they have. It's lo- uh, Is their food as hairy as they are? It does happen sometimes. You definitely have to. Yeah. You know, it's like living in a house with a cat or something. You have to allow yeah, that. Yeah. They do have a very thorough allergy check. Right. Sure, sure. And I guess, too, all the tables come with brushes for you to, were you a Wookiee, you could brush the hair out of your eyes before you eat? Or is it, you know... There's eye drops, there's yeah, eye rinses, yeah. yeah. Eye rinses and eye drops more That's than nice. anything, yeah. That's lovely. I've I've never I've never visited one. I I sort of worry that not realising, I just walk oh, past you've, thinking, wow, you've that never place been, is full of hairy people. You've never been to Kashyyyk? Kashyyyk? <clears throat> I have I've never been to Kesh. Kesh uh, I can't do it so well. I can't. Kesh, either, you know, you're never yeah. perfect with uh, Yeah. 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 I, don't, I hope I haven't offended any Wookiees listening with that pronunciation. I do feel I'm very sorry if I have. Um, no, I've never I've never visited. Never really had the time. I know it's quite a long journey. Um, it's like 15 parsecs or something, isn't it? It's, like <laughs> it's me, a number so. of parsecs. It's something like that. Yeah. 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 So I just or I, in, uh, I think in, 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 it might even, if you were going to do it in human measurements, it might be something like 24 billion kilometers. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a lot. I that's would know more than I can, more than most. I can walk. Well, of course, of course. Is... Yes. 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 You, and you, that's why, you know, the precise amount, which is, um, is very impressive. I yeah, I I've definitely never I don't think I've even walked that much in my life. I'm probably not going to like if I had to walk to Kashik now it would I'd be dead. It's not worth it, is it? You know, well there's a, there's a vacuum of space in in between. Uh yeah. I would like to it would be nice to me if the proclaimers could try something like that. 
the <laughs> proclaimers would really impress me if you know leave aside their imperial measurements if they could walk um if, if they could walk um 700 kilometers and then another 700 kilometers and then keep repeating it until they got to Kashyyyk, Kashyyyk. to me that is a gesture of true love it is i mean to be fair i'm not sure how many of our listeners will know that the proclaimers are are two men who kept saying if they could walk 100 miles and then 100 more miles and then 100 more miles and i mean there's no proof they've ever stopped actually and they may still be walking to this day and we don't was, know for sure that they're not in Kashyyyk by now having a lovely, lovely meal. It's the one thing they, they, they were, they were the proclaimers in to, to many of us in the early 1990s, they were like prophets and they showed up in the music scene, in the pop music scene of the early nineties and they just proclaimed. Yeah. It's, I, I, they, I can't help but feel like, uh, if they if they'd stopped walking, they might have done better as acts because I think the issue was they they sung a song and then they'd walk. They'd have to keep walking the hundred miles and, walk. and people were like, "We want more songs." No, we've got to keep walking. As it were, and you know, like that's going to really hinder a career if every time you get going, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> walking. <laughs> it's very sad. Well, it's like proclaimers are like sharks. Uh, if a shark stops moving, it dies. If a proclaimer stops walking, it also it, it, that proclaimer stops proclaiming, and then you've lost the reason. You've lost the reason to proclaim. I think of myself as a bit of a proclaimer, and you know, it's good that they. they and this is this is something that's important to me. Yes, it's yes. good that the proclaimers were always able very clearly to declare, to proclaim, and then to remember also why they were walking places. And they walked, in the, in the song, they, they walked 500 miles and, and another 500 miles. And that, I think it's important that they, um, it's important for us to notice and, 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 and learn from them that they were they they did so much walking with a purpose that when they walked into a room and they forgot why they walked into that room they always remembered very quickly and then they would proclaim it and i've learned from them that it's really it's really good isn't it which i you know considering how how many rooms they must have walked in and out of yeah, they didn't, 500 miles you can't you, know, you can't you walk 500 there, miles or you know impressive. 700 kilometers and then yeah. another 500 miles or 700 kilometers you can't do that uh you can't just do that down the middle of the m4 you know um there's a lot of back roads that are necessary a lot of hobbit trails and so forth no, no, and they, no, no, they lead no, through people's no. doors and and they, they they did a lot of walking <laughs> and people go oh would you like a biscuit yep, or would yep. you like some tea and they didn't stop in their their long walking journey uh, they would go, why, thank you, and continue on no, through people's no. homes and through forests and so forth. But they always remembered why they walked in. And, like, what's, and someone would say, oh, what are, you, what, are you, what are you walking about for? And it was like, uh, just to be the man, you know, that walked a thousand miles. Uh, or, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, that works. Fifteen hundred kilometers. Yeah, that's right. It's a great reason. It's a great reason. No, no medals or anything. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a great reason. Well, you know, that's yeah, fantastic. Well, th- thank you, thank you, James. Thank you for your noise. Thank you for uh, again. Not only now have you informed us about the the realities of of soup or not soup, but. Uh, the listeners have learnt about the the pilgrims of of the nineties, the proclaimers. Um, I wondered. I've got one more one more admin question actually, just before I, I ask you the big question, which is just simply, um, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware, but this uh, this podcast is suitable for people of all ages, um, any age you can imagine. I don't know if you're able to imagine an age. Can you imagine one? Yeah, uh, negative eight. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Yeah, perfect. Suitable for every age you can imagine, except 100, long story, but some, every other age is absolutely fine. Some people who have eight years yet to be born. Yeah, yeah, they can totally listen to this show. It's absolutely fine for Did them. Did you know there's a, there's, yeah. we're, uh, in, in, next year there's going to be one billion people who are uh, negative eight years old? Wow, that's a big achievement. A landmark for the planet, yes. That is a big achievement. Wow, well, they've got a lot to look forward to eight years later when we can celebrate with them. They've got their whole lives and then some ahead of them. Yeah, that is incredible. Well, you know, I hope we've got minus eight year old listeners listening to this show. Um, if you are right in, in when you're able to probably about 16 years time. Um, but, but it is, it's suitable for all ages, uh, as I said, except 100. And I just wondered if there are any rude words that you won't be saying to make sure this stays family friendly. Yeah. Um, I won't be saying any rude words like soup. Well, I guess oh, I just did. Yeah, of course. Yikes. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to put yeah. some, I'm going to have to put some money in the uh, swear jar or uh, that, I'm going to have to put some pounds in the, in the jar of jam. Yeah. 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 Is that, and I just want to make sure it won't be a jar that ever contained soup. Because no. That would then. And again, it, we, yeah. we, we we know this jam is not soup it's jam. <laughs> jam is not soup no 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 absolutely absolutely not however if there was a way to drink jam i would i would be keen and i, I hope anyone it listening is. can sort I'll that give, out yeah. you know there's this uh meal of the day that people love to have the soup meal at a fancy banquet or something mm. where first there's there's a salad meal that comes around and they clear the dishes and then between that and the the fish or the 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 you know the meal the the section of the meal that's right before the entree there's a little there's a section where they'll have a soup and there's a little yeah. spoon that's dedicated to that there's a whole ritual de- dedicated to this mythology and i challenge you next time you have one of your fancy dinners and that's how we met in your in your large manse um, of course, yeah, yeah. Of that, course. Uh, I, I would challenge you: serve in soup bowls, in so-called soup bowls, to your guests, to your sixteen guests that are aligned around the table in their all dukes formal and duchesses. Wear. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Duchesses yep. and dukes, and yep. um, just serve jams in in the yeah. soup dishes and say the the soup is served, and see if they say anything. Ah. I think that would I think that would go down a storm actually. I think that would I think the only complaints I may get is from people like yourself who understand soup doesn't exist and they may cause a furor and say this isn't and then I sort of yeah I've kind of ruined the point of what I'm doing but I do you know what I'm going to do it next time I have my my meal with my the 16 dukes and duchesses which will occur next Thursday at precisely 6:03 p.m. I will do that. And I'll I'll let you I'll, I'll inform you I'll let you know how it goes. I like that we're on the same wavelength about this. I like that we're on the same I'm, wavelength about this. A lot of people would uh, 
I get I talk to people about this kind of thing all the time, and they're they. This is why I'm known for saying strange things on planes because I I get people into these conversations, kinds of conversations, and and many of them are grateful, but some of them are like, wow, that's a little bit too strange for this flight on a plane. Yes. You know? But but planes are a good place for it because they can't go anywhere you to can't go anywhere. the conversation. And that's why it's a captive you keep talking at them until you land. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate that. Like, you, where are they gonna go? Yeah, I'm like, hey, we're 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 sealed in a tin can in the air right yeah. now. Let me <laughs> unseal the tin can in your mind. Yeah, yeah. And just because you're in a tin can doesn't mean you're soup. So That's right. You're not exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. This yeah. this whole narrative, uh, this whole narrative, I think, is in front of our eyes, crumbling like a Jenga tower in front of. Well, it, well, is that something you wouldn't know about? Is yours don't, yours don't, and that's you know again. I mean, listen, James. You know, th- thank you for not saying soup. I wouldn't dare say soup on this show, uh, and I thank you for not saying soup. I don't want us to get shut down or cancelled. Uh, I hope such language. I sincerely no. hope. I, it might have been too much to in the original broadcast to keep up with it, but I hope that when the the, the true vinyl copy is released, that you bleep every single instance of the word. Soup that <laughs> I, will, I will. I will make sure that no one has ever hears the word soup again on my broadcast or anyone else's. I'm going to bleep everyone else's shows as well, and I'm going to put a bleep so when people look in the supermarket at cans of soup, it a bleep will be heard in their ears. Yeah, I'm go back to mission. find. Yeah, uh, I I don't know if there's something like the Library of Congress in the UK where they have official recordings <laughs> of of uh, or in some museum official recordings of historical yeah. audio. Um, go back and see if Winston, if any of Winston Churchill's speeches mention soup, <laughs> and, just and just go censor it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he had that face about there'll there'll be soup on the beaches and there'll be soup in the. See or whatever it was, and it, he was wrong. He was completely wrong. Yeah, not one. Um, of the, not one of the things he called for turned out to actually be a soup under any no. expectation. Now I think he did some great things historically, but also he was a very complex figure. Is it? Well, the people are. People are. They. They always are. That you know. <laughs> they always are. Um, uh, listen, James, I've got to. I, I've got to ask you. We, we've had a question that's been sent in, uh, and it's from uh, Charlie, who says, uh, "Eight yesterday." And I assume they mean they, maybe they ate something yesterday, or maybe, maybe he walked they were eight. eight kilometers. Maybe he walked eight kilometers about yesterday, five miles. Yeah. Very, very true. Very so true. We he's, don't he's know one percent on the way to being a proclaimer. Congratulations! <laughs> you can do it, Charlie. I believe. I believe in you. I think it's you've got to start somewhere. They had to start somewhere, and eight is a good number to get in i think on oh my gosh day it's been 16 years since he was negative eight yeah or you know minus eight i'm sorry that's the yeah that's, that's if, he's a, eight, transatlantic. He might, if he's eight years old but yeah he may well be negative six no he, yeah that's right 16 years old including the negative eight wow is that, I, I i'm not sure I, he didn't put any more details on eight yesterday i mean he also sent this quite a while ago so if he's continued to just be eight yesterday he's never going to reach nine if he's only if he's consistently only eight yesterday for the rest of time, it's quite a tricky place to be. I, I, I would, it is a tricky place to be. I would say happy birthday, but in Wookie, of course, I would say. 
And that and that does mean happy birthday and wicked. Does that mean something else? It means something very similar. It's right, actually sure, sure, yeah. it's it's tied specifically to the astrology and uh, planetary alignments of that system. That, With the right, multiple suns right. and the multiple moons, it's hard to keep track of when a birthday would be uh, in Earth terms. But it is a celebration of a of a recurring time in one's life. Um, astronaut, right. <laughs> That's be- that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. I would. I hope Charlie uh, appreciates it. If he was, if he hasn't just walked eight kilometers and that meant nothing to him. Um. So Charlie has asked. This is quite a good question. I feel like you're the. Charlie, man, I feel like with all your. Are you knowledge, the one that? Are you the one that bit someone so long ago? It may, it may, maybe it was that Charlie when he was me. negative eight. Yeah, and, it, it would have been. And it uh, really hurt. It's it's very. We could be talking to a celebrity, and I have no, I have no idea about it. Well, Charlie. okay, well, this could be a famous celebrity question. In which case, it's it's so nice to have such listeners to this show, uh, famous people, people who are famous for biting other children. Um, Charlie has asked James. This is a big. This is a big question. I hope it doesn't. You know, I hope you don't find this too much. Um, but Charlie has asked if there is a birthday. Does that mean there is a birth night? Thanks. So he says he's very polite. In fact, yes, he's very he's very polite. Um, uh, I think Charlie is. I think he's went to finishing school after the biting incident. <laughs> it's a very very good question, um, um, Charlie. Um, I think I think yes, there is a birth night, but it's usually not appreciated except in hindsight. If I would say right, I'm 43 years old, um, so. Um, when I was uh, minus 43 years old, 86 years ago, I didn't know any of this. Um, and what became apparent to me in w- when you're w- before you're born, it actually goes in the opposite order. So you have your birth night first and then your birthday and so forth. And then right. you're out and then it goes in the other direction, birthday followed by birth night, et cetera. And what I, what I realized now at this age or a few years ago, but it took me some time to realize this is that yes, there's a birth night. And you're living in it right now. You are because your birthday was yesterday, and so yeah. in it's. I'm 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 aware of the time as I'm speaking right now, as I'm talking to Aaron right now. It is it is night. It is your birth night, and your birth night is your birthright. And it comes. It depends on it depends on some environmental factors, but it it comes between six and forty eight hours after your birthday. Well, so should you suggest that we're, you know, if people celebrate a birthday, they should continue to celebrate a birth night. Like should Charlie for if, his eighth birthday if, have been if anything more celebrating so. 24 hours? Yeah, if anything more, more so. so yeah. More so 24 is just the bare minimum, I would say. And I would mm. say to surprise people with loud, loud noisemakers uh, at all hours of the night. Uh, yay, birth night. Bam, 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 bam. Do a little parade for yourself. In the middle of the night, or right as you're about to go to bed, get uh, mm-hmm. some pillows and blankets and do a little birth night parade. And that's that was the traditional celebration, of course. Um, or you can. Is that, am I right in thinking so directly outside of their grown ups' rooms is normally the best place to do that? Absolutely. Wherever you sort of. Absolutely. And you can also celebrate your birth night the way that they do on Kashir. Kashir, which is like the when instead of happy instead of uh well there's happy birthday in English and in, in um in old English there was like merry birthday 
And uh, in, <laughs> in Wookiee, they say, uh, same tune. They've got the same tune, which it's is amazing. Uh, that's amazing. That it's this cross-cultural polity. universal, literally universal. Wow. I, I, James, can I throw a little spanner into the works here? I, I just wonder, I mean, I know Charlie has spelt this correctly, like birth night with an N. Is is there also a birth night, as in a KN? Like, is there a Sir Sir birthday who, um, you know, goes around declaring when it's when you're allowed to celebrate? Is that is that something or? Yes, like Father Christmas or Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the Easter Bunny. Yes, <laughs> it's a birth night. Yeah. Right, right. And he people don't celebrate him as much because he kind of shows up a little bit late because you've already had right. your birthday and you're going to sleep full of cake. And uh, you, you're 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 swollen from from eating sugary treats and seeing all your friends and drinking apple juice and having graham crackers and I'm sorry pastries and tarts and then uh, <laughs> and then you're already going to bed and then the birth knight shows up in his full chainmail armor yeah and yeah. you might That's hear scary. him clinking yeah. about sometimes and he, he comes clinking in and he goes. And as, a, as he's about to say, Mary Berthreite, he realizes, well, you're already asleep. And he goes, oh, well, another. Oh, wow. And then he then he goes off on his journey. So he always shows up a little bit too late for people to celebrate their own birth. That's really sad. He That's gets, heartbreaking. I don't, he, 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 you know, it's just that he's slowed down by the armor so much. He has the full medieval sure. armor. And... um. It, it, I think it, you could look at it as sad, but also he's been doing this for so long, for mm. for thousands of years, or um, you know, for um, for dozens of thousands of kilo years. Right. Sure. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. Or you could, so you could you measure know, it in parsecs. Are you, suggest- are you suggesting he should have learned by now to do something else with his life? Well, I think it's just magical that he's around as so long. Like, the, oh, sure, like, sure. I think it's just that he's still going and he's still wearing armor. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, that is beautiful. There's very few of them Doing that are able to do this. There's, there's yeah. Santa Claus, Father Christmas. They actually hate each other. Um, right. They have <laughs> turf <laughs> wars. There's the Easter Bunny. Uh, there's um, there's a Tooth Fairy, obviously. And then there's the Birth Night. And there's not many other of these sort of mythical uh, figures that have lasted no, so no. long but still come around and teach us so much. We've also got Alan Moore, but there's not much yeah. more than that. <laughs> Is, I mean, if if uh, Charlie, for example, celebrates his birth night like we talked about and stays up all night, then he might actually see the birth night. And this could kind of reinvigorate his his purpose. And if you don't see the birth night, you can put on, you can wear, it's going to be hard to find actual medieval metal and it might be a little dangerous, but you can get some pots and pans, uh, anything metal that you can pretend is your, that you're wearing as a knight, just to kind of summon him. And as you go, ka-clank, 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 as you celebrate your birth night and you can summon the birth night and you go ka-clank, 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 all hail the birth night. Merry, merry birth night. And uh, and to my knowledge, it's never worked. But that is what it's, it, it, that is supposed to work. And um, ultimately, that's the knowledge. That's the knowledge that was lost. Um, but we're slowly building it back. A tile at a time.
and you can tell and you'll be telling us about birth night we'll be listening to you charlie i well, it's an amazing tradition I, I hope Charlie is the first to do it. Maybe Charlie can bring this back, and, and before we know it, we'll have birth night night parades and and birth night. Yes, well, what a dream! What a beautiful dream! And 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 you know, with with everything you thank you, James. Everything you've taught us so far about soup, about birth nights, um, about uh, kashik, uh, and and trapping people on planes with awful conversation. Um, it's really very appreciated. Thank you for having time to come on Radio Nonsense uh, and talk to us. Have you got a busy? Um, have you got a busy uh, day ahead, year ahead, decade ahead, minus years ahead? What have you got going on? Well, this is not my this is not my normal work. I'm uh, I spend most of my time in the charitable building industry where I I build I build these large wooden towers towers large wooden towers uh, out of very small wooden tiles, and um, people always come to me and they're grateful because mine are indestructible and they don't come down. So. I I I I have to balance how many towers I can make while also not overdoing it and uh but people are in demand and some people actually um some people actually use them some people actually use them yeah. uh, if they're a very small person they can uh, fit inside right. of and sort of live in these jenga towers and so forth so it's a little charitable way i work i do with uh the united nations um wow wow in their jing in their uh one of their jenga charities that is um, honorable how do you stop people taking the bit the, the bits out um you put first of all you put uh poison okay yeah uh, sure. anywhere they might come sniffing around there's poison uh so <laughs> there's a lot of people who've tried to mess mess with my jenga towers who they're no longer with us Wow. Well, words of warning there at the end. So you gotta just, treat them. You gotta treat them like vermin. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jason. I hope any of our listeners, if you're even thinking about taking a Jenga block, um, don't. It's 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 actually it could be poison. Them. If yeah. I've done it, if I've built yeah. it, it's poison. It's poison. It's poison. So, well, thank thank you so much, James, and have a fantastic uh have a fantastic time building uh build, building those towers and uh, may soup be destroyed. May soup be destroyed, or as they say on Kashyyyk. They say, eat crunchy food for the whole day. Big thank you to James Adomian, who I'm so, so pleased and very grateful that he had time in between his campaigning against soup to help answer Charlie's very, very good question. Charlie, I do hope you liked your answer. And if not, try blending any complaints you have and putting them in a bowl. And that way I'll ignore them as soup doesn't exist. If you out there, you listeners, yes, you, you, that one, no, not you, behind you, yes, you, if you have a question that needs answering, then please do get your glubbery goofers, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email me at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. And of course, you can send me anything else you like to, jokes, thoughts, whether or not you like crunchy things or you think soup exists. If your grown-ups also fancy helping support this show, they can subscribe you to the advert-free Linda edition for just three of whatever currency you use, whether that's Lego bits or, um, I don't know, uh, otter faces or um, computer games, whichever one you want to send in, three of them, uh, no, probably pounds or dollars or, or yen or things, um, then you get the show with no Linda, no ads, and one day earlier than everyone else. So you can send spoilers to all the other people you know, listen to it, go, ah, do you know this happens? And they'll go... It's not really the same as when it's a big film. 
Um, they can find out how to do that, your grown-ups can, by the button on Apple Podcasts or by clicking the Acast Plus or Patreon link in the podcast blurb. <laughs> the crunch spray! What perfect timing! Hang on a second, let me try. And we've got loads and loads of live shows coming up. Some of which I'm doing, and you can find them at comedyclub4kids.co.uk or grab our Radio Nonsense t-shirts at comedyclubforkids.store. Mmm, that was so much better and delicious. What amazing snacks podcast links are. What else can I spray? How about everything? My desk, these plants, the TV, some slippers, the hippos, the bathroom, that bug over there. Everything will be crunchy. And now, to try it all, snack time forever! Ah, well that was delicious. Who knew crunchy recycling bins would have such a nice flavour or crunchy rugs or crunchy washing machines? Well, I am so full. I just need to collapse on the comfy sofa for a minute. Uh, Oh, no. Uh, Maybe the comfy chair? Oh, no. Maybe I could lie down in bed for a minute? What have I done? You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids Presents. Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! Radio Nonsense! nonsense. It's the end.